What's up, everybody? And on this episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss the NFL free agent Bonanza, especially OBJ leaving the Giants to go to Cleveland, and other trades that took place, and also talk about Russell Westbrook and his altercation in Utah, and James Dolan and his idiotic self with his fan in the, 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 the garden. So please tune in to this episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. I'm here for yet another Wednesday with my boys, Al and E. What's good? As I was telling um, Al earlier, a little tired, a little warm, but um, I'm good. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> Same here, ready to get started and talk about everything that's going on in the world of sports. <clears throat> well, I guess we'll talk about the elephant in the room. I guess the NFL free agency window has opened and a lot of big transactions have taken place. None bigger than the trade of Odell Beckham Jr. from the Giants to the Cleveland Browns. I can't say that I didn't call it because I last week I did say that there were some rumors about OBJ being uh, traded to the 49ers. Unfortunately, I chose the wrong team. Uh <laughs> But I guess those uh, whispers turned into some loud screams last night, and uh, social media went bonkers over the uh, the trade of OBJ. I'm curious, Earl, as you being the resident Giants fan in, in the house, what is your take? What is the, the media take on OBJ leaving NY and going over to the Browns? Well, I can't really speak for the media intake because I'm in the South South Jersey, Philadelphia area, so I'm getting people mm-hmm. talking about. So Al might have a better ear on that one. However, it was definitely shocking um, that the Giants actually did pull the trade. Um, I know we had some long, long heated discussions Ace, um, last year around this time about whether or not the um, the Giants should trade Odell Beckham Jr. actually to Cleveland. And I think at the time you were, it wasn't, I wanted Jarvis Landry, but you were talking about their water cube, the other wide receiver um, whose name escapes me at the moment that injury, they wind up going to the Patriots and the Patriots wound up cutting them because of drug issues. So it was Jarvis Landry that I wanted and, or their fourth round pick. Well, I didn't do it then. They doubled down. Apparently, the management wanted to kind of trade him, but it looks like the um, the coach Pat Shermer, you know, kind of talked them out of it. Said, "Give me, you know, a little more time. Give me at least one season to work with this guy. I think I can kind of integrate him in the system." So they went ahead and did it. They got Saquon Barkley. They got Nate Solder. They drafted an um, offensive lineman with their second round pick. You know, tried to bolster up the line and try to see if they can piecemeal it and get it going. Obviously, I think the, um, the interview with Little Wayne and Joe Anderson was kind of like the tipping point for them. I didn't think they were going to pull it after you signed them to the, like, the richest wide receiver contract. And you're still on the hook for some dead money now. So I didn't – it didn't surprise me that they traded him. I was just surprised that they traded him now instead of doing it last year when they could have got uh, – 
they could have got the, the Cleveland Browns fourth pick and they could have had the second and the fourth. You you still could have you could have drafted Sam Darnold. It was iffy whether or not the Jets are going to take Barkley. They probably would have taken Barkley. They would have took Darnold, but you could have got Nick Chubb. You still would have had a decent running back. So you would have had your starting QB, and you would have had still a running back. But they chose to wait it out. And now we're here. Now they get a 17th round pick. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. Unless they're going to try to package the 6th and the 17th and give it to, oh, the Niners, now they want to probably try to do business with you guys and make sure that they get a quarterback because, you know, the Cardinals may get Kyler Murray's more talk about that. The 49ers don't need a QB, but the Raiders, I don't know. Now that's the wild card. They could go up there and snatch Dwayne Haskins if they're not sold on um, Derek Carr. So, like I said, I was very shocked, very surprised. Um, I did like OBJ. He can be a little bit of a knucklehead and head case. Um, but you can't, you know, tout the man's work ethic. Um, when he's on the field, you know, most of the time, you know, he's ready to ball, he's ready to do it out there. And with OBJ on the field, Eli Manning statistically was a better quarterback. Now, he was out the last, I think, three or four games. So the team did play a little bit better. But we all know that was a lot of teams' garbage time. A lot of teams were kind of resting players going into the season. But you could have not made that run. Still got a better draft pick. You could have went from six to possibly four or three. Ensure that you would have got a, you know, the QB that you need. And maybe not even need to move them. So... There has to be a plan. I'm hoping that there's a plan. I don't see it yet because you let Landon Collins go and didn't even try to franchise tag him or trade him. Uh, traded OBJ. So right now I'm just a little, I'm a little uneasy as far as what the plan is. I mean, to me, this is got to be all rebuild mode. And there, you could cut Eli Manning and take a $17 million cap hit, but I think they want to go the Kansas City route where you draft a QB. And then you sit them, let them grow like a Patrick Mahomes. But the two QBs that you got aren't Patrick Mahomes, you know, that you think of kind of players. At least we don't see it yet. So, like I said, as a Giants fan, I don't like it. I understand it. I don't like it. And I wish you would have did it last year when you could have got more return on your value than this year. I mean, you got a first round, you got a third round, and you got a, 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 a fourth round next year. Got your Brill Peppers, who was actually balling at the end of the season. So I do kind of like that. So it kind of helps the landing Collins leaving their free agency, kind of helps that a little bit. But I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> well, um, I will say this, as being as though I'm more up in the New York area. Um, that's basically what you just echo is basically majority of New York Giants fans are saying. Basically, it was like, what just happened? And like, why didn't this happen before, um, last year? That's basically all we're hearing right now. Um, some people, of course, don't like it, of course. Um, but it's more so of the fact that they're just asking, why now? Why not last year? Why not when we had better return? Um, for trading OBJ last year than we do this year. 
So I'm I, at this point, Giants fans is saying why, but they're like, all right, but it's done. So let's move on. Um, you know, there's some people, of course, now thinking that Cleveland is going to run rough shot now over uh, over the um, AFC. Um, just slow down just for a second. I mean, they, they you know, they just getting assembled. So, but as far as the trade is concerned, I think that Giants fans, at least up here, majority of the Giants fans are at a point where they're just like, you know what, at least it's time we can finally move on from OBJ. We'll miss his talent, of course, for sure. Um, but overall, I think it's just needed to be done overall and just let's just move on and get to the next spec that, you know, to the next part of it, which is the future of the New York Giants. So um, fans are still scratching their head why, but at this point it's like, eh, it is what it is. I still don't see if you <sighs> – Man, I um, I don't know. I'm torn. You go through all this. It seems like you're going through a pure rebuild, uh, a pure total rebuild. And um, it looks as though I just don't see the reason of keeping Eli personally. Um, I understand that you kind of want to groom him, but groom the next QB. But in the same sense. What's the point? You guys have a lot of holes to fill now that you've pretty much given away your best offensive and defensive talent. <laughs> Regardless if you think Olivier wasn't balling as you guys would have liked on the defensive side. But you put him up on the other side um, with the cat from Cleveland, that's a portable tandem. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have that sort of a formidable tandem with the Giants defense because I don't follow the Giants that tough. But to me, you don't have a legitimate number one now. Um, your defense is lacking. Your O-line still stinks. Eli has led feet. <laughs> Why well, not can, just say? But I can tell you, once you get finished, I can, I can probably explain to you why they're, they're keeping Eli. Okay. I, personally? Wow. I don't know. There's not too many squads he could go to. I do think, though, if, like I said last night in chat, that if the Giants, if if Elway had kind of had an inkling that the Giants were trying to make this move, I think he would have waited to get Eli over Flacco. <laughs> and then the Giants might have turned around and picked up Flacco just to be on a one-year deal a nice, safe, cheap deal. <laughs> and you roll with Flacco and you uh, and you, you get your your quarterback for the future. But that that's just that's just my crazy out of the box thinking. That's that's what have happened because I think Elway would have tried to catch lightning in the bottle twice with the last name Manning and, and try to run another Super Bowl. And Eli probably with that offensive line and somewhat more talent in Denver and the defense possibly could have made that sort of a run. But again, you know, that's just me thinking crazy. <laughs> but overall, uh, if the Browns on paper ain't the team to beat in the AFC, I don't know. I mean, outside of K uh, Kansas City, and I guess you can never count out the Patriots as much as I would love to. 
gosh, I would just I, I wonder if Robert Kraft and all his uh his horrorish ways will kind of rub off on the team and and make it backfire a little bit. <laughs> but um damn that team is loaded. That team is stacked. and what what people seem to forget or they're not talking about it is they signed Kareem Hunt too. <laughs> And then he's going to be suspended. <laughs> we don't know how long he's going to be suspended, Mike. My, my guess is, I think, what was it, six game that Zeke Elliott got? Yeah, I'm hearing, like, around my way, they're saying about ten games. Yeah, whatever Zeke got is the minimum. <laughs> and Zeke didn't right, even exactly. So six is minimum. He might get eight, if not a whole season. Maybe, maybe. But what if he gets ten games? You trying to tell me, and he just stays in shape. He can practice, but he can't play, or can't, or, or no, he can do preseason, but he has to stay away from the facility during the season. Um, I think he can, if it's like what they did with Zeke, he can practice, but you got to stay away from the facility, like when the regular season starts or something like that. Right, right. He can still be, he can still practice with like the practice squad and all that on a regular basis. Right, that's the case. I'm assuming. I, I don't get me to. Don't get me to quote me wrong, but you trying to tell me from a from an offensive standpoint, you got Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you got Mayfield, Landry, OBJ, and they're tight end. Not not to mention their third receiver is not that bad. <laughs> and Rashawn Perriman, when he was supposedly the number one receiver for Baltimore, he couldn't catch a cold nor a pass. That fool started catching in Cleveland too, so now they got a decent fourth receiver. <laughs> oh, talking about his services might not be needed now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they still need a fourth and fifth receiver. I don't see why not. He came. I think he only signed with a five-year, five million dollar deal. Ah, uh, hey, nothing, nothing was signed on the dotted line yet. So uh, there was some talk about he might be <laughs> expendable. Well, it, it, even if that is the case, he did. He did put up enough of a showing where he showed that he kept some passes. So some team might, you know, kick the tires on him a little bit and give him a give him a, give him a shout. But if you guys need a wide receiver, Giants, why not? And if you try to get one on the cheap, why not try to grab a Kevin White from Chicago? Well, the receiver. I mean, you lost one of the most dynamic receivers in the game, but they were they were pretty okay at the receiver core already even without mm-hmm. even without OBJ so they may not go into free agency they might try to pick one in the, in the draft to kind of to kind of groom up but then again with mm-hmm. the, I'm not exactly sure what what the thought process is around here however to go back to your, to your original point I mean with your comment about I can tell you why they kept Eli one thing the Giants management still operates on that old mentality so you know a even though it was a long time ago, the man did get you two Super Bowls. He did beat the GOAT Tom Brady twice. That gives him, unfortunately, a lot of clout, and I think they're going to allow him to retire off in the sunset. Two, he's gonna, he's the last year on his contract. So you want to transition to a new QB, but you don't want to bring him back from free agency because whoever you're going to get worth a hill of beans is going to want a couple of years they don't want to give a free agent a couple of year contract. I mean, Joe Flacco got two or three year um, signing. Anybody else out there would have won at least minimum two. Hell, look, they could have went after um, 
even though I don't think the Eagles will let them walk, you know, up 95 to the Giants. But they could have went after Nick Foles, but Nick Foles got paid. He got 50 million plus, you know, guaranteed 88 million over four years. The Giants weren't going to pay him that, knowing that they still have 17 they'll have to eat, even if they did cut Eli. So Eli's contract, even though now they're paying 17 million with Beckham, I don't think they wanted to pay 17 million with Beckham and then 17 million with Eli. So now you got 24 million of dead money that you can't use. So they weren't going to move Eli because he had a one-year contract. Let him go. You bring in somebody, a rookie, fresh, clean, new. Right now, I can't even say for certain that they will draft Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray if he falls because I think they're pretty bearish on both the QBs. Um, if there was somebody out there that they really wanted to get, then you would have heard them trade them picks up to number two already to ensure it. Now, like I said, I don't know, but the reason with Eli is that they're just going to let him ride out his last year, and they don't want to put out the money for someone out there like a Joe Flacco or even who went to Case Keenum or Nick Foles when you could, in theory, go after a QB this year, and now you got him on a rookie pay scale, knowing you got to eat Odell's money, and you have to worry about eating 17 and dead cat money, and now you got a little bit more money to spread around to kind of build up or do whatever the heck they're doing. But if Eli was going to go, they would have got rid of him already. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, to be honest, I could see them actually pulling for a quarterback in a later round, to be honest. Um, somewhere where they're not invested, totally invested in um, getting a QB right away, but somewhere along the road that they can actually groom that quarterback for the future. Um, don't know who it is, but I could honestly see them picking a QB late down the road just to have someone as a backup. Um, it better not be. It better not be the coach's son because I saw him in a combine as a QB. So I, if that happens, I'll really be ticked. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Sherman has a son that played for the Vanderbilt or somewhere that has a QB that was at the combine. Oh, you get him real cheap. <laughs> Practice squad cheap. <laughs> the QB after Duke because you know they you know there was some talks about the, the kid from Duke that um the QB from Duke that they were kind of like you know big on. I'm surprised. Well, to go back really quickly. Rashard Perriman, you are correct. Rashard Perriman ended up going to the Bucks for the one year, four million dollar, four million dollar contract. And Deshaun Jackson, right? So I guess they picked up. And know uh, he he has speed, and he's showing that he can actually catch the ball now. So he might show, he might show some value uh, in in Tampa. Um. So yeah. Um. The Giants, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm listening on the NFL Network and some other pundits, like they're, they're like really like scratching their head, wondering what the hell is going through the Giants' organization's mind. Not so much that you trade OBJ. I mean, well, yeah, they traded OBJ, but for like what they got. Um, and now you're talking about. I didn't hear anything about the fact that it's a possibility that. The Giants may want to trade up their take the six and the seventeen pick to get the number two pick. Well, I'm gonna to have to tell you something there, buddy. Um, they're gonna to have to par- parlay up a little something more because uh, a six and a seventeen ain't too uh, ain't really saying much to me. 
<laughs> you know, if you if you want if you try to get Haskins at two, then um then yeah, guys might have to pony up a uh, a little bit more. <laughs> so what do you guys got to offer? Wow. <laughs> I don't want no Maggie D. <laughs> that's, that's what all they got, man. You know, I don't, I don't know. They might have to give you some, um, some, um, some tip money to go to the um, jury strip club or something. <laughs> yeah, because um, because it's gonna take something. I mean, the sixth and the seventeenth is nice, but they probably have to throw in a second round in the twenty twenty draft. But then the Giants just have so many holes. I'm like, for them to really trade the 6th and the 17th pick in hopes that nobody grabs uh, the cat from Ohio State. Damn, his name just slipped my mind just that quick. Dwayne um, Haskins. Yeah. In hopes that nobody gets Haskins, it's kind of risky. But I guess, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, yes, the Raiders could possibly draft a QB. Um, but I doubt it. If the Raiders stink again, they may try to stick around and try to get Tua or uh, or one of the better quarterbacks, or Lawrence, out of Clemson next year. So they may say, you know what, let's sit back and see what Carr can give us for one more year, possibly draft a QB in a later round, and just see what we got. But overall, I mean, bottom line, the Giants is just – I don't know why they just didn't do one huge deal with, with Cleveland when they traded Olivier and then turned around and should have just did one massive-ass deal. Would have really had people going crazy. <laughs> they might have got a, they might have gotten a better, a better package. It's quite possible. Like I said, I, I like I said, I don't know. It, it, you're right. They have a lot of needs. They have, Thing they have the second most amount of picks in this year's draft next to the um the Patriots. I don't see the Patriots keeping all those draft picks. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to package and bundle those bundle those puppies up to move around. So um, mm-hmm. I mean they can keep all those draft picks and and restock and retool. Um, I don't know, but um, we'll see. But at least, but I wish they were the Jets because the Jets. I mean. Uh, to me, I think they got a discount with, with Le'Veon Bell, and they gotten they got some help for a uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold. Oh, well. Oh, so I was, um, I was, oh, let me phrase that. I shouldn't say they didn't have a discount, but they didn't pay as much as I think Le'Veon Bell, or at least what he's been talking about the last year and a half. Um. I- I I just don't think Le'Veon Bell. He's 27 years old, but he he wasn't about to get the type of money that he thought he was going to get. I'm surprised AB got the type of money that he got. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I'm surprised at that as well. <laughs> Very much. So. But it's the Ravens, so I kind of expect that. <laughs> I mean, but, to me, uh, I mean, to me, the Raiders made out pretty good. I mean, they didn't have to give up that much to get them. Right, they didn't have to give up their first round pick, and they, matter of fact, they kept. They don't, don't they have three first round picks, and they kept all three. So they gave up a, a third and a fourth, or a second and a third. 
Yeah, they didn't give up. They didn't give not not nearly one first round pick. They got a third and a fifth, a third and a fifth round pick. Man, Pittsburgh got fleeced. But with that being said, Pittsburgh scouting department, I keep saying this over and over again, is like the bee's knees of scouting scouting departments. They, for whatever reason, can find gems buried below twenty feet of dirt. <laughs> and plug people in, and they just turn out to be studs. So I don't ever question the Steelers' uh, organization about what they're doing because when you think that they're doing something crazy, it always works out in their favor. They they just have this knack of getting rid of wide receivers at the right time and they do not miss a beat. Plaxico Brothers, uh, the kid that was playing for the Jets there for a minute. San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. Uh, not A.B. I mean, those who were Steelers through and through, like the Heinz Wards of the world, they kind of stuck around and played the entire season. I think Juju is going to be the next Heinz Ward. He's going to be there forever because the Steelers are going to do right by him and pay them there, in my personal opinion. <laughs> and I think Juju Smith is, at the, as of right now, a lot less of a headache than um, Antonio Brown was. He just basically just he just got you know all on the um, the Steelers' nerves over the last couple of years, and when they gave him the money, it just seems to increase <laughs> the headaches. From yeah, perspective. that is true. That more money, more problems. Yeah, but you know, but there was also. I don't know if it was a local radio station here or it was on one of the talking head shows. Was it, it might've been first take. And Al, you might quote me, you might be able to back me up on this, but I think it was Stephen A that was saying that he believes it was all a ruse. Like AV was saying all these things to kind of force the Steelers hand to get rid of him because he just wanted out. I, I, I'm sure I'm not, saying it properly. But I believe uh, Stephen A. was just trying to say that what if Big Ben was behind all this? What if, you know, A.B. had a, had this plan all along and he just knew that if he kind of pushed the right buttons that he'll, he'll force his way out of Pittsburgh? And that theory kind of made sense in a, in a, in a way, but I, I, I don't know if one person has that much leverage, leverage where he can kind of get a bunch of folks together to kind of make the whole theory possible for it to work. It sounds crazy, but it was, you know, Stephen A always had some sort of crazy crap coming out of his mouth. So it sounded, it sounded smart at the time. <laughs> well, him being a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan, quote unquote, uh, you know, it's going to be conspiracy theories all around the world with that. <laughs> True, true, true. It could have been. I mean, if that is the case, and you know, it was a very calculated, gutsy, gutsy move that he did. I mean, it paid off well in advance because he got to, he got out of Steelers, got some more money on top of his contract. He nicks going to the Buffalo area, and I don't blame him because I mean, <laughs> I'd rather play football in the Bay Area on the West Coast in the heat and the sun than want to go to dreary, cold Buffalo. But um, right. Uh, it's it's possible, like I said, very gutsy and ballsy, and it could have blew up in his face. Um, but 
I mean, I guess after Le'Veon Bell left and they didn't get anything, um, they had to, you know, at least get something for for AB. I mean, you couldn't let that issue sit around. But like everybody else has been said, I mean, AB might have been a problem, but he's not the only problem in that because that's an organizational issue where you let your top running back just walk. You let your top receiver just, you know, had to trade him out the box. And you basically empowered, you know, Ben Roethlisberger to say whatever he wants to whomever, however. And um, I don't think that's the right way you operate the organization, from my, my opinion, empowering Ben Roethlisberger to blame everybody and take no culpability of his own issues. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Well, any other free agent signings or anything that kind of just kind of sticks out to you outside of OBJ and Cleveland, you know, that being a talk. Uh, Earl Thomas signing with the Ravens. Yeah. Sorry, Cowboys. He got, a, he got 50, he got 55 mil for four years. You know, so he got paid. Uh, Kevin Coleman is going to the Niners. Two years, $10 million. Yes, uh, they lost. Uh, yeah, the Patriots lost um, Flowers, Coleman, and um, and um, James. They're gonna reload. <laughs> Patriots is gonna reload. They they resigned uh, one of the McCourty twins, so they're still together. <laughs> go, go, um, go, go, McCourty brothers. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, what is your quick take about Foles going down to Jacksonville? I know, wait, hold up. I already know what Adrian's answer is going to be off the bat. We already established that it's Foles gold. So, (laughs) I'm just getting, uh, I'm I'm assuming that hasn't changed, right, Ace? Well, for the (laughs) more. He, uh, he'd have to do some really fantastic stuff down in Jacksonville. It's not like they don't got talent down there. But he had to really kind of show me something for me to, to walk back what I said because he showed that he could do it in Philly under two regimes. But outside of Philly, he, he ain't done crap. So what makes you want to believe that the trend is, is going to be any different? Philly, great. Uh, St. Louis, Crap. Back to Philly, great. Jacksonville? Or, you know, if you're good, bad, good, what comes after that? <laughs> I'm happy to see him going to AFC to Jacksonville and the Giants don't have to play him because the Giants played Jacksonville last year, so we're good with that. So, <laughs> but I'm with you, Ace. I, the only thing I, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach is because when he was in St. Louis, he had Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher made Jared Goff look like a bust until Sean McVay got in there made him look like a damn near MVP Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. So uh, let's see what they let's see what he does this year in Jacksonville. Um, they improved at the quarterback position greatly from Blake Bortles. Um, so whether it's, this is going to be enough to get them over the hump, I think Jacksonville underachieved big time. If they got Lennon for that back for a full year and ace, if you're going to be playing um, fantasy football, make sure you get him this time because he's probably going to be highly motivated. <laughs> Ooh, who's that? Uh, Leonard, Leonard Fournette. 
Oh, yeah, because he play. Right. I'll put you initially, A's. I think it's fool's gold. But like I said, he had Jeff Fisher, and we saw what he did to Jared Goff and what happened once he left. So, well, we'll see. But I'm glad he's not in the Eagles anymore. I'm mad, about, I'm, I'm mad about Deshaun Jackson coming back to the God darn Eagles. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, though, about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Carson Wentz better, better, better do his thing because now the spotlight is on him. If he messes up, and if Jacksonville has a better record and Nick Foles is playing better than Carson Wentz, can you imagine a backlash? Philly will go ballistic. So Carson Wentz better show and prove this season, this upcoming season. That's all I have to say about that. Here, here, from a from what I'm hearing from all the Philly fans. Well, uh, we'll see how if uh, if old boy is uh, fully healed and ready to go. Like you said, motivated. It's obvious that they're going to have to go out and draft the QB because uh, I don't know who else is on their roster, but they're going to need a QB. Who? Um, Philly. Eagles. Uh, the Eagles, uh, their, their round thing was um, some Solder or Sutter or something. Start, some start with ass. Oh, the, oh, the kid that uh, he, was, he was playing with the Redskins. Okay. I think he was a QB at uh, Indiana out of college. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, okay. Hmm, interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes. Well, I know we're coming up on time, but I know the NFL is this crazy, and I guess this that's just what they do, you know, to keep us talking about them, keep them relevant, even though this is sort of a relevant time. But we'd be remiss not to sit there and talk about the incident with uh, our buddy Russell Westbrook the other night in Denver when he uh, spewed off some obscenities to a a fan and his wife who uh, who he claims said a derogatory statement towards him. And personally, you know, (laughs) Folks, I don't know if folks just ain't got stuff to do with their time or they you just got people out there who dedicate themselves to dig through social media to find things that what people say. But they found a dude who said what he said to Russell Westbrook and supposedly he's quite the racist. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw some of the stuff that he tweeted out. But uh yeah, he had some pretty insensitive type of uh comments through Twitter. And as soon as they it became public and he shed light on it, he turned around and deleted all his social media. <laughs> but that was before, you know, people went out there and screenshot it, saved it, did whatever it is that they need to do with it. So, but now the dude is turned around and suing the suing Russell Westbrook, I think, uh, for the comments that he said to him. And this is after the Utah Jazz organization banned them from ever coming back to watch them play or anything of any of any type of event at their uh, their arena. So I was just curious, what do you guys, you know, your take on this? <laughs> well, actually, I just saw a report that he started a GoFundMe page to um, to pay for the twenty five k fine for Russell Westbrook and make that 
to a charitable donation. So I, I, I just... I just saw the report about that. So I just wanted to get that. Go ahead. That's actually just laughable. Like, like, why would he even do that? What is he, what is he trying to show? What is he trying to prove with that statement? To say he's not the dude that he isn't? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, I guess I'll just be real brief for my comments. You know, there's always fans that's going to be out there Egging players on, trying to get underneath their skin. I mean, in all these, baseball, you know, football, basketball, hell, I saw a soccer clip where a dude came, ran on the field, and sucker punched one of the soccer guys, and he had his back turned to him. I mean, he a haymaker. So, um, you know, there's going to be people, and soccer is really real. So, um, um, there's always going to be people making stupid comments like that. Um, on the one hand, I, you know, I agree that Russell Westbrook, you know, had a right to, you know, say something, but you don't always have to say everything. I mean, it could have been easily, you could actually say it again. So people around it could have heard what he said or whatever derogatory comments that he made. And then you quietly go to one of the referees or security and be like, ask the guy to leave. It didn't require you going off base talking about, you know, how, you know, I'll fuck you up, your wife up, all this other stuff. He didn't need to go there like that. Just, some he always takes it the extra mile. A week before that, you know, a kid, you know, touched him. It was kind of hard to say whether he did it on purpose or by accident. But when he turned around, like he's about to haul off and hit somebody. Then when he saw the kid, I think he got his, you know, comes up down and was just like, then he tried to play it off and said something to the kid and gave him a pound. But yo, he has some anger issues, but sometimes it doesn't always require you to go there. Just Make him say it again so people around you can hear him. Quietly go to the security guard and be like, can you please have this guy removed for saying comments? I have all these witnesses to hear what he said. Then, then let security handle it. Right. But then how do you feel about James Dolan banning that dude for, uh, <laughs> for telling Dolan to sell the team? <laughs> Dolan's an ass and B. <laughs> That's the problem with the Knicks. As it currently stands right now, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what you think about Dolan? Dolan? Oh, you mean him being in a fan? All right, well, hold up, hold up. All right, let me get back to. I'll get to Dolan in a second, real quick. Um, Russell Westbrook. I'm completely okay with what happened. I'm okay. I'm okay with the fine. I'm understanding what the NBA needed to do with Russell Westbrook. Get it. I understand. Kudos to Utah Jazz for banning the fan for life. <laughs> that means no basketball games, no concerts, no nothing. So right. I, kudos for them for banning him because this we're in the year 2019. That type of type of hatred is not necessary and it's not needed in the NBA game. And number one, you shouldn't be going after NBA players like that to begin with anyway because you don't know nothing about them. So it's not that serious. If your team is losing or whatever the case may be, I understand you want to heckle the player, but keep it cordial. Like, don't go out of bounds with it. And he obviously went out of bounds. So kudos to Utah Jazz for doing that. Now, James Dolan. James Dolan, and I said this before, don't take this personal, but – the Knicks ain't not going anywhere as long as James Dolan is the owner. Bottom line. 
he's going to do something to get them, whatever the case may be. I grant it, there's going to be free agents that's going to look at the Knicks as an organization come 2019, come into the season. They're going to, it's probably going to be some superstars that's going to sign with them. But they're never going to have that success as long as Dolan is the owner. And this proves why. Because if he's that sensitive for a person that's telling him, and by all, or by all means, that he should be selling the team, he should sell the team. So, James Dolan, I'm talking to you. You should sell the team. You don't have a business of – I mean, your success rate with the New York Knicks is not good at all. I mean, 50 losing games – I mean, 50 losing games – for the past couple of years in the NBA season. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. So, are you, I mean, are you going to ban every person because they criticize you? If they say, hey, I don't like your tie, are you going to criticize and ban that player because or that person because he, he, he says something negative about you? Why are you all in your feelings about somebody telling you to sell a team? It's not like they was dissing you to begin with. So, if you're all in your feelings now about something as small as this, you're going to have a big time issue when big NBA players is going to superstars is going to come at you and disagree with about something that you've done. So I think James Dolan really need to get some therapy. I really think that he needs to be <laughs> stronger in his feelings and stop banning people for stupid stuff like that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, w- I wish, I wish Oakley would have, would have clocked him, but you know, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a fight. I would pay, I would pay to see that fight. <laughs> It'd be quick. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, did he banned Oakley for that too. Well, yes. he, was, he did, but then he he, he took it back. Oh, right. people so that that has that much power, yo. Don't uh, shows their weakness, yo, in character, like. You all in your feelings for what? For somebody telling you you should sell the team? Is it really that serious? Like, I know you heard worse. You probably <laughs> heard worse when you was playing in your band. Like, it's not that serious. He has a band? Yeah, he has a band that he plays. He's a musician somewhere, from what I remember. I think he has a band. He plays oh. musician. He's a musician for a band that he has. So. Oh Lord! All right, we we gotta go all in, all into that. <laughs> it probably sucked. That's why I figured he made more money. Whatever doing the heck he was doing. <laughs> but anyway, fellas, I know we have, we're up against the wall with time. So let folks know where they can find you. Yeah, all right, you can find me on the gram, Snapchat, and um, Twitter. Je Ross, the number seven. And of course, and of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. And you can find me on Twitter, Cat Daddy One Nine Six Three. That's Cat Daddy One Nine Six Three. So once again, fellas, I'd like to thank everybody out there listening. You know, go ahead and subscribe, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, iOS. I don't know what the hell Apple is. I don't care. But SoundCloud, Android, yeah, you get it there. You know, Apple. Well, we love you, Apple. Yeah, that crap. Yeah, well, we love you, folks. With Apple, I don't, I don't hate you. I just don't really like the company. But you know, another story for another day. But anywho, thank you to everybody out there for listening to guys talking sports. Uh, another lovely Wednesday as spring is trying to break through. You guys stay safe out there, and we look forward to 
chatting again next week on another episode of Guys Talking Sports. God bless. I want to shout out to all those people out there that are going to colleges and doing it the right way. Talk more about that. Later. <laughs> 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 Yeah, my mommy didn't play paper nothing. <laughs> <laughs>